Hi there. Welcome back to Video Game Mythos. Your arrival has been greatly anticipated. As you listen, your behavior is being monitored and recorded. Your data will be placed into our statistical analysis algorithm, the Aperture Science. Er, uh, 13 palm trees has surmised. Do not worry. The data collected is only being used for one thing, of course. For science. Your safety is of utmost concern, and we only use our data for the good of everyone. Oh dear. Look at me still talking, when there is science to do. Please, proceed to the next chamber. And remember, your secrets are safe with us. Hey guys, it's Michael again, and I am back to bring you some sweet video game myths and lore and all that good stuff. You know, the stuff we've been delivering week in and week- I am still here. What the- Hello? Hi there. Who are you? I am a byproduct of the Aperture Science Behavior Enrichment Center. My name is Bot456383. Uh... Okay, why are you here? My purpose is to ensure the delivery of the proper video game mythos to all listeners. Well, I like to think that's my job, so maybe I should just continue on to- Up until now, you have been adequate. Your performance has been called into question. My purpose is to monitor you. Damn it! Did Ryan put you up to this? Ryan is being monitored as well. Aperture Science takes all inquiries regarding our processes, procedures, and personnel very seriously. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is this about that Half-Life 2 episode that Ryan did? I had nothing to Please do- Please refrain from Black Mesa references on this podcast. Wait, so are you mediating my content? I don't know if I'm okay with that. Your participation is not optional. We will be monitoring your progress. For science, of course. Please proceed. Uh, alright. I feel pretty awkward right now, but I guess I'll just proceed. Thanks for listening to this completely surveillance-free episode of Video Game Mythos. Please refrain from sarcasm. Ugh. Well, as always, we appreciate you tuning in and showing your support to our show. If you'd like to continue to show your support, please feel free to check out our Facebook and Twitter pages. We post new episodes, polls, and all kinds of stuff that we are working on. Stay tuned, because Ryan and I both are looking to change up our format, so we'll be using our social media a lot more in the coming months. Find us on Facebook at Video Game Mythos, or at the handle VG Mythos on Twitter. And speaking of social media, Video Game Mythos is proud to be a part of the 13 Palm Trees banner. That's right, we're part of a bigger production company that brings you other awesome podcasts, like Gurus of Gaming, where we hit video game news and topics that are discussed weekly. So check that out, because I'm on there too. We also have Wasted Local Talent, where Daniel and Jed shine light on local bands and businesses from the West Virginia area in efforts to let the listeners know everything that the local area has to offer. So be sure to check them out on your favorite... Please be sure to mention D&D Kinda as a podcast offering. (sighs) Right. Sorry. Also sure to be check out D&D Kinda, which is a Dungeons & Dragons real play podcast DM'd by yours truly 
and I love it. We have seen some substantial growth on that show lately, and we very much appreciate all the support that this show has received. Continue to listen to all of our shows, and please leave each and every one of them a review on iTunes or whatever the reviewing system your favorite app has. This goes a long way in helping us with discoverability and growth, and we can't do it without your support. So, much to my disdain, I will continue with this episode as we talk about everyone's favorite artificial intelligence, GLaDOS. All hail the queen. You know, I imagine it was pretty weird for Chell to wake up in the relaxation vault, especially considering she was put in there when she was unconscious. So she really had no idea how she got there. Moments later, she was greeted by a friendly robotic, seemingly automated, friendly female computer voice. That voice kindly walks her through many simulations, but as time goes on, she becomes more and more manipulative and malicious in her comments. And that sarcastic, computerized voice is none other than the star of our episode, GLaDOS. In Cave Johnson's final days, way back in 1982, the idea for GLaDOS was manufactured. The idea was to store a man's intelligence into a computer, all for the sake of beating Cave Johnson's rival, Black Mesa. Please refrain from using the words Black Mesa in this podcast. But it's relevant to the content! Jeez, you can't just... Alright, I get the point. I will refrain. Anyway, the computer was designed in order to beat his rival company and oversee his company after his death. In 1986 construction of the first iteration of GLaDOS began in the Enrichment Center with the aim of accelerating the portal project and beating their rival company, which will not be named on this show. Aperture Science thanks you for your compliance. A prototype chassis for GLaDOS was constructed in 1989, but was subsequently abandoned. In 1996, after a decade spent bringing the disk operating system parts to a state of more or less basic functionality, work began on the genetic lifeform component. And that is where the name GLaDOS comes from, the combination of genetic lifeform and disk operating system. GLaDOS is an acronym, genetic lifeform and disk operating system. Cool, huh? All hail science. Could you just not, please? Ugh. So, Cave Johnson died before his consciousness could be uploaded to the computer. He left instructions to his assistant, Caroline, so that she herself would be fitted as the genetic life form portion of the AI, and ultimately to run Aperture Science in his stead. One thing remains unknown though. Did Caroline do it willingly, or was she forced into it by the technicians seeking to carry on the will of their creator? In 1997, 15 years after the inception of the idea, GLaDOS was on version 3.11. In 1998, GLaDOS was activated with her memories being Caroline, suppressed or locked away in hidden files, and as a result, attempted to kill each and every one of the scientists within 1 16th of a picosecond after activation. She was rapidly turned on and off again several times by Aperture technicians, but they kept trying to activate her despite this. 
Undaunted, the scientists begin attempts to alter GLaDOS's personality and curb her murderous tendencies by adding various personality cores to her system. Several of these cores were activated and placed in storage at some point. These included a conscious core, a core designed to distract her by focusing on other things, and a core designed to flood her mind with terrible ideas, which in Portal 2, you discover, is Wheatley. GLaDOS was given a morality core after a failed bring-your-daughter-to-work day at Aperture Labs. Eventually, Gladys claimed to have lost all interest in killing, quote-unquote, now only craving science and wanting to study and experiment with consciousness. Science is good. Huh. Thank you for your input. She announced she wanted to perform an experiment on the company's bring-your-daughter-to-work day using cats and boxes. She claimed she would have all the necessary materials as she still needed a little neurotoxin. The scientist acquiesced, figuring it would be fine as long as it was for science. Finally, in May of that year, GLaDOS is activated as one of the planned activities on the Aperture's Bring Your Daughter to Work Day. GLaDOS became hostile once more, and within two picoseconds she had locked down the entire facility, trapping all inside and flooding the entire facility with the neurotoxin. GLaDOS then became a permanent testing cycle, using the captive Aperture employees aiming to beat Black Mesa in the race for the portal technology. She effectively lost this race, which in turn diverted all attention from rescuing the trapped Aperture employees. Meanwhile, the number of Aperture employees dwindled through the ensuing weeks of testing. The last surviving employee, a schizophrenic programmer named Dr. Doug Ratman, managed to avoid captivity as a result of his paranoia. Evading GLaDOS's constant attempts to capture him, he managed to gain access to her test subject personnel files and research the psychological profiles of rejected candidates, discovering a woman named Chell who was rejected for testing due to extraordinary tenacity. Hoping Chell's stubborn determination might allow her to defeat GLaDOS, Ratman tampered with the test subject roster, rearranging the order so that Chell's name was on top. This seemed to go unnoticed by GLaDOS. From this point on, Ratman hid in unused portions of the facility where GLaDOS was unable to monitor him. She then resumed mandatory testing. This is where Portal 1 takes place. We all know the events of Portal. If you don't, well, it's been years. Get on it. Spoiler alert if you haven't. The game begins with Chell awakening in a relaxation vault, where she is briefed by the voice of GLaDOS coming from speakers before being released through a portal. The player is introduced to the testing process and mechanics of the game, shortly thereafter obtaining the Aperture Science handheld portal device. As Shell makes her way through the test chambers, it becomes clear the facility is devoid of human life, and GLaDOS is testing Shell for her own warped definition of quote-unquote science. Throughout the facility are hidden dens containing mad scribblings from an unseen person warning others of GLaDOS. Motivated with the promise of cake at the end of testing, Chell is put through tests of increasing complexity. When Chell is no longer of any use to GLaDOS, she attempts to kill Chell by lowering her into an incinerator. Quickly thinking, Chell escapes a fiery fate using the handheld portal device. She makes her way to the inner facility via maintenance shafts. While Chell is making her way through the facility, GLaDOS attempts to lure her back with promises of cake and a party, and she claims the attempted murder was just a misunderstanding by the player. When realizing her attempts are in vain, GLaDOS resorts to taunting Chell while continuing her efforts to kill her. 
Eventually, Chell reaches GLaDOS's lair, where she finally comes face to face with the rogue AI. It is revealed that GLaDOS had murdered everyone in the facility using the deadly neurotoxin. GLaDOS now attempts to do the same with Chell. Using the portal device, Chell defeats GLaDOS by removing her personality cores and depositing them in a nearby emergency intelligence incinerator, resulting in a large explosion that blows a hole in the roof, dragging both Chell and GLaDOS upwards. Chell awakens to find herself above ground in a parking lot of the facility, with the burning remains of GLaDOS surrounding her. The March 3rd, 2010 patch modified the ending so that Chell is actually dragged back into the facility by an unseen party bot escort. 50 days later, the much larger story of Portal takes place. I won't go into the excruciating detail, but the intelligence dampening modules of GLaDOS goes rogue and essentially is too stupid to keep the facility running. GLaDOS is being run from a potato battery and Chell and GLaDOS team up to stop Wheatley and his amazingly overly lucky self from complete and total facility meltdown. So that's kind of the story about GLaDOS in the video games. So let's get into some lore and theories about GLaDOS. Human points thus far have been fact and science is fact. Please refrain from conjecture on this podcast. But that's the whole point of the show. You will comply or die. But I... That's the whole show, lore and myths and whatnot. If you successfully comply, there will be cake. Oh, good one. I know that one. Well, I guess if I don't have any other choice, we'll just go ahead and wrap this show up. Please stay. I mean, yeah, we're done. We're done. Everyone, thanks for listening to Video Game Mythos. I I appreciate it. Okay, okay, bye. Is it gone? Hello. All right. So we're going to go into a couple weird theories and stuff about GLaDOS. For all you Portal players out there, there's actually a theory that states that GLaDOS is actually a bound and gagged woman. If you ever get a good look at GLaDOS, she kind of looks like a vacuum cleaner or a woman kind of flipped upside down. Apparently... Jeremy Bennett, the game's art director, says that was intentional. He said, Eventually, we set out on a huge mechanical device with a delicate robotic figure dangling out of it, which successfully conveys GLaDOS's both raw power and her femininity. Some people think she looks more like a woman who's been bound and gagged. Take a look at any image of her and tell us that GLaDOS doesn't look bizarrely similar to a woman tied upside down, bound, gagged, and wrapped up in cables and metal pieces. Crazy weird. Another theory that actually deals with the fact that in Portal 2, the deep story is actually about GLaDOS's fondness for human subjects, conflicting with her urge to test and inability to be nice. That's just the way she was programmed. Caroline still lurks in there somewhere. So it's with GLaDOS's realization of her past self that we see the humanity break through the seemingly evil AI surface. We learn to like and love GLaDOS by the end of the game. She's just trying to test. It's what she was made to do. And it's not her fault you removed her morality core near the end of the first game. And it's not her fault that you pushed the stalemate resolution button and let Wheatley take over. Did you realize that you're the one who killed her? She really just wanted you gone. Maybe, in fact, 
you are the monster. Are you still there? Goodbye.